0: Number eleven, Book of Isaiah, chapter number eleven. Hmm. There are two stops that we're going to minister from today, and we're going to do a lot of turning in reference to what we're going to talk about. We hear freedom and been ministering about the revelation of Christ. And we've come to understand that Jesus was more than a lamb. He was more than the sacrificial lamb that was placed upon the cross. And one of the things that God has been ministering unto us to help us to understand is that when you limit the revelation of Jesus Christ, you limit your inheritance. And so God has been ministering unto us so that our inheritance can increase. Isaiah chapter number 11. Verse number one. Isaiah chapter number 11, and verse number one. Are we there? All right. Verse number one says And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might, The spirit of knowledge. And the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of a quick understanding. And the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with the righteousness shall he judge the poor. And reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. Oh, glory to God. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Now what I want to do is I want to connect this scripture. And let's go now to Gospel of John, chapter number 15. Let's go to some red letters. Gospel of John, chapter number 15. We bless God for all that are here. Thank God for our ministers. Thank God for our praise team. Amen. Gospel of John, chapter number 15. Hmm. We'll start at verse number one. Gospel of John, chapter number one. Verse number four. Oh, I'm sorry, chapter number 15, verse number 1. Hmm. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. That it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean. Hmm. (laughs) Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. Wow. Now what's amazing to this is that in the book of Isaiah, God calls Christ the branch. But then when Christ begins to speak, he calls you the branch. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I want to, for as long as the Holy Ghost remains, about 35 minutes or so, I want to minister from the topic, a deeper connection, a deeper connection. Come on, touch yourself and say, I need a deeper connection. Come on, don't say it if you don't mean it. Come on, just touch yourself and say, I need a deeper connection. Oh, my God. Ah. All right, let's work. the core of every human, no matter how old, no matter how young, no matter how frail, no matter how strong, no matter the disposition of your economics, no matter your political preference, at the core of every human being is what we call a value system. And when we start talking about value systems, ultimately what we're talking about is we're looking at the set of principles or ideals that motivate an individual, that a person lives by, that a person functions by, a person thrives upon. So a lot of the times when you begin to talk about people's value systems, one of the things that is sometimes mysterious and misleading is that what they say out of their mouth that they represent It's totally opposite of the demonstration of the behavior that they walk in. So one of the things I think that is primary for us to understand as it relates to how we view Jesus Christ and how we view the landscape of this thing that we call church is that we must begin to analyze it from the perspective, not from the religiosity that we have been engrafted into. But we must see this from a position of understanding that we are subjected to a king. And the responsibility of the king is to ensure that every single thing in his domain has the exact same value system that he has. And so when we start talking about value systems, one of the things I want to make sure that we are convicted of is the reality of knowing that what we demonstrate reveals the power of our value system more than what we say. The creed that you may walk in, the organization that you may be a part of, the information that you put on your bio is nothing but dressing. It's nothing but what you desire for people to know about you. And so many times I think that we put ourselves under pressure because in 2020, you must present yourself to be a certain way. You must live out this creed. You must live out this presentation of who we are. So a lot of times I think in the process of trying to ensure that we live out this place and we live out this, this image that we created about ourselves, we lose a big word. And I call it authenticity. We lose the essence of who we are. We lose the power of who we are. We lose the ability for us to be genuine and pure. And we lose the ability to just be front and blunt exactly who we've been created to be. We put pressure upon ourselves. And so within that context, I think that what we're looking at when we start talking about value systems is understanding that who we are must fit to the very core of what we believe the ideals that we have, the principles that we have, the ideologies that we have must come into alignment with what it is that we're experiencing. Because if not, then what you will do is you begin to become your own worst enemy and push yourself into places of frustration. And these places of frustration will agonize you and put you in a place where you begin to become very frustrated because what you have in you It's not what you're experiencing outside of you. Hmm. So when we start looking at these value systems and we start talking about Christ and we kind of mirror and match these value systems and understand how these things work, I want us to understand that value systems are the driving force behind every human experience. Your failures, your successes, everything that you accomplish, everything that you walk in, everything that you gravitate towards, I want you to be convicted by the reality of understanding that it is your value system, not your faith, that pushes you. We got it out of order because what we must understand is that the value system is the core. And really what's supposed to happen is when you start talking about the core of who you are, Ultimately, what needs to happen is the faith that you have, the disposition of faith that you're supposed to walk in is supposed to be the controlling force. What gives your value system authority and power is you believing exactly what you are. They have to mirror. They have to match. So one of the things I think that is very important for us to understand and to analyze is this. When we start talking about looking at the full nature of Jesus Christ, I'm gonna make my point in about seven minutes. When we look at the nature of Jesus Christ and we start looking at uh, him under being beyond what we've been taught, uh, most of our Christian experience gives us the understanding that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God, we know that. Uh, that he was the savior of the world, we know that. That he was the healer, we know that that he was a prophet, we know that, that he was an excellent teacher, all of these things that we like to attach to him. But I think that what we're doing is, as a body, we are experiencing um, not the fullness of the inheritance. And so to the world, we are appearing to be liars. And we're appearing to be liars, not because of what's in us not being genuine, but because of our lack of understanding. Say understanding. Understanding. Our lack of understanding is what's causing us to not be in a position where we are truly authentic. And I say that because if the Bible is true, and I believe it to be true, and it says that as as he is in the earth, so are you. If that is true, then what has to happen is the value system that Christ has, the one that's on the inside of me, has to match my value system. And then to go a deeper, what we must understand is that there are value systems that are only attached to understanding who he is. So if you limit your understanding of Christ to Him being the Savior, to Him being the Healer, to Him being Deliverer, we make songs about Him being way makers. If you limit your understanding to only those capacities, then what you do by your own admission is you limit the authority and the power of your inheritance. The inheritance is only given to those who have the full understanding of how it works. And when you start talking about understanding how inheritance work, you must understand the gifter of the inheritance because the gifter of the inheritance is not going to allow you to create a value system that is opposing to the inheritance that he gives you. As a matter of fact, the inheritance is set up so that you can continue his value system. Hmm. It's quiet and I love it. I love it. So here's what we have, and I want you to understand this. When you start talking about recognizing Christ's value system and recognizing the fullness of Christ, you must understand that Christ is more than the Savior. You must understand that Christ is more than a deliverer. You must understand that he is more than a healer. You must understand that he is more than a provider. You've got to learn that he is a branch. Oh, glory to God. And I know that that may mean absolutely nothing to you, but Because depending upon the culture that you come from, we've been cheated. Ah, I'm going to dig right on up in here. We've been cheated. And the reason why we've been cheated is because there have been things that we have exposed ourselves to that have limited the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so what happens is when we come into a situation that needs for him to be the amen, we only know him as the savior so what happens is if we only know him as the savior then the power for him to be the amen we don't have because we have never been taught that he is the amen so i'm trying to pull from an energy source of christ that does not match what the situation calls for oh my god let me help you understand how this thing works a little bit deeper so what happens is you work on a job and you have a particular skill set you have a title you have a responsibility and you have specific knowledge what happens to you when they expect for you to do something that is not a part of your value system Y'all want to act like you bootlegging if you don't understand what I'm talking about. That clause at the end of every contract that you get and all other duties assigned. That is the most frustrating clause in any contract because that means in any given time I can replace what you do now and make you do something different. But they not understanding that what you want me to do I don't have the power I don't have the ability I've not been trained I've not been equipped I've not been taught I probably never even even seen it done so now bring that back to Christ in your situation you're trying to make Christ be something in a certain situation he needs to be the amen but you're trying to make him the lamb look at your neighbor and say make him be who he's supposed to be but you've got to increase your capacity you've got to increase your capacity you can't continue to allow yourself to have this elementary nursery school revelation of who Jesus is your revelation had changed since the third grade you just experienced him more but you had learned about him more and so what happens is because your limited knowledge is where it is then you've got different groups the Hebrew Israelites oh I'm a dig in here you've got all of these different groups who have now the power because they know more than you know to teach you about your Savior and because you don't know him in all of the capacities that you should know him then what happens is you now fall victim to false doctrine oh my god I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm talking about so much so that when they present something to you you get frustrated and you get quiet because you can't talk about him as the amen you can't talk about him as the plumb line you can't talk about him as the prophet after Moses heart you can't talk about him as the one who is going to equalize all things so you ain't never heard of this revelation because you have not been taught through the prophet Zechariah and through the prophet Obadiah that Christ is more than what you think he is Christ is more than someone who stretched his arms wide and died upon the cross but Christ is one who fits into every single category of your life and until you learn who he is your inheritance will be limited your inheritance we will be limited and so when your inheritance is limited Pastor Mallet, then what you do is you fall victim to trying to create supplements and what supplements do is they fill in the blanks oh my God they fill in the blanks so what you don't know I got to add something to what I have and how foolish is it that if all is in Christ and Christ is in all and Christ rose up on the third day it says I have all power in my hands how foolish is it to believe that I have to have a supplement to make my life better you need a supplement because you don't know but look at your neighbor and say we going deeper come on I need you to pronounce I'm going deeper come on I need you to release I'm going deeper This is the last time I'm going to sit here and be ignorant. This is the last season of my life I'm going to get into the word. I don't care if my preacher never preaches about it. I don't care if he never teaches me. I don't care if nobody ever reveals it. I've got a teacher called the Holy Ghost. And if I sit there long enough, he'll begin to teach me. He'll reveal the power. He'll reveal the principles. He'll reveal the word. Y'all making me nervous tonight. So here is what we have to understand. You cannot put what Christ is supposed to be in this situation and make him something else. So let's deal with you in your personal experience because I'm going to a place and so you come and you need Christ to be a deliverer and you pray to get him out of a situation. He answered that prayer. So now you equate with him to be a deliverer. So now every Time you pray, you pray for him to deliver you because that's the only thing that you know. So when he does not deliver you, it's not oh glory to God that he doesn't have the power to deliver you. He just does not need to be a deliverer at that moment. He needs to be a prophet unto you because sometimes you got your own self in some stupid stuff, and you need a Nathan to come to you and tell you, Thus say of the Lord, I need you to get this right. Thus say of the Lord, I need you to get this right and the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ uh, is he wants to deal with you privately before it becomes a public mess let me help you understand how this works so you sitting at home your life is jacked up you got a whole bunch of stuff going on but you got a presence you got an aura that you walk in and people don't know what you got going on behind the scenes inwardly you're dying but externally you got it going on and so what happens is he visits you he come to you in the midnight hour you can't sleep and you want to take some medicine to go to sleep it ain't the medicine that's the problem. He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to deal with you privately. He's trying to come where you are so that he can correct what it is that you don't have in alignment. It's because if you don't correct it, what you don't correct privately will curse you publicly. it will curse your whole life publicly. And the only thing that you got, I know your degree is beautiful. I know you're smart and intelligent. But the only thing that you got is your name. That's the only thing that you got. If you lose your name, it's over. If you got a bad reputation, it is over. I don't care how smart you are. If people can't trust you, they don't want to connect with you. If people don't believe that you are who you are, then they don't want to have absolutely nothing to do with you. Say protect your name, baby. Come on, look at your baby. Say protect your name protect your name, how do I protect my name that means I got to get out of some circles that are damaging my name I've got to get around some habits that are destroying how I think, I've got to separate myself from some habits that are hindering my growth you've got to come to the realization that where you are is not the deeper place forget the stalking place let's go to the deeper place I got six minutes, let me get out of here So what happens is, when we understand Christ, the fullness of who he is, then what happens is we are given territory. Here's how it works. So he visits his apostles. He says, who do men say that I am? They go through this list. Some say that you're John. Some say that you're Jeremiah. Some say that you're Elijah, et cetera. And then he says, well, who do you say that I am? Now, most preachers will stop there and say, okay, you got to know who Jesus is. But let's go a little bit deeper because the language of Jesus gives us an understanding as to what he was doing in Peter's life. Jesus says, you are the Christ, son of the living God. He turns around and says, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. Then he says something that is powerful. He says upon this rock I'll build my church. But before, after he says that, he says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom. So this helps us to understand that the more we know about Christ, the more influence he gives us. And here's the thing that I want you to understand the uh, influence has an assignment because before he says I'm gonna give you the keys then what he turns around and says is this he says and upon this rock not Peter but the revelation of who Jesus is and because Peter had the revelation I'm going to use you Peter to do what I want to do so he says upon this rock I will build my church so here's the clause. here's the principle that you need to understand when you are given influence by the kingdom of God then what God is giving you the influence for is so that you can build something come on look at this I got to build something See, what you're trying to do is still build for other people. And you ain't understanding that God is trying to move you into a place where you can build for yourself. The more you learn about him, the more power he gives you to build. The more you learn about him, the more authority, the more tools, the more access he gives to you so that you can build something. And the reason why he wants you to build it is because you see stuff that other people don't see. And you're trying to fit what you see into their already preconstructed world. What you see does not fit into what already exists so instead of you trying to pull your seat to the table Forget making the table make the whole house make the whole neighborhood make the whole region Make the whole sector and create a system so that you can flow through what's on the inside of you Come on look at your neighbor and say you're a builder You're a builder builder. And so now you understand anytime you start trying to study about Jesus Christ this is why he attacks you he'll let you learn about prosperity he'll let you learn about Moses he'll let you learn about David but when you set your heart to learn about the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, he fights against that because he knows that if you get a revelation you're gonna build something that's gonna destroy his power you're gonna build something that's gonna destroy who he is look at your neighbor and say keep pressing and build. Keep pressing and build. Find someone who can teach you about the Messiah. Find someone who can teach you about Yeshua HaMashiach. Find someone who can teach you about the revelation of Jesus Christ because the more you learn, the more power you have to build. I'm almost through. So Revelation comes so that we can build. So now when we look at this branch system, this branch system according to how it's set up is very prophetic in how it is used. It's not something that is used for you to get to a literal perspective of. It is a symbolic prophetic revelation that signifies how something else is going to be done in the natural. So if we look at this for what it is, I need you to understand this. Now let's take some notes. So the thing that I want you to understand is this. The number one thing that a branch represents is healthy family structures. Write that down. Healthy family structures. So let's go to the Genesis for me real quickly. Genesis 49. Let me take, talk you for about 10 minutes. Genesis 49. Is this boring you? Is this making sense? Genesis 49. Let's go here real quickly. So now when we look at Genesis 49, I want to show you some symbolic representation of how this branch is going to function and operate. All right. So when you look at Genesis 49, if you are in the back of the Bible, please pray for deliverance. Amen. You need to be in the front. Genesis 49 from real quickly. Are we there? Now let's go to verse number 22. Because this is going to give us the power of how this works. So in verse number 22, it says, Joseph is a fruitful bow. That word bow could also be named, uh, a root. Even a fruitful bow by a whale whose branches run over the wall. Now, so you will not get confused as to how this old English language is written. I need for you to understand that if we were to take these words and break them down based upon the Hebraic understanding, literally what this is saying is this, Joseph has the power through his obedience to God and the revelation that he has of Jesus Christ to then create a system that is strong enough to sustain what he knows. Now that doesn't make sense to you, but I need for you to understand that the Bible says that children are arrows. Say arrows. Arrows children are arrows and when you start talking about family structure it is your assignment mother and father to create a system that can out not only outlive you but that can overtake other sectors see what you're trying to do is teach them how to fit in that's not what the assignment is of the kingdom your assignment is to teach them how to take over I'm trying to push this as hard as I can but I can't push it if you don't want it I need for you to understand that the assignment of the mother and father who are in Christ is to not teach them how to fit in but to teach them to learn the ways of what's being fit in and then once you learn the ways then now God has a template to work through so that he can show you how to overcome what's already been built does this make sense to you? So this is why he fights the family structure. This is why he presents so many things to keep the family structure down, especially after the African-American context. If I can pause right here for a minute, I need for us to understand that if you are struggling with any type of issue in your heart, you may be in a position where you need counseling from post-traumatic slave disorder. Listen, I'm trying to help you. trying to help you see because what you don't understand is that when you were taken over i say you because you were in the loins of your forefathers when you were taken over and brought over here and put in a system and put in a society and put in a culture that did not minister to who you are there was stress put upon you and so now what they did is they put you in bondage and then told you be free There's a problem with that though. How can I be free in a place that I don't even know what freedom is about? Come on, say mental health is real. And so one of the things that I need you to understand is that we can pray it out, we can counsel it out. But when we do that, there has to be something built in you. So when we start talking about these structures the first thing that branches represent is family structure. Can we go to another one? Yes. Let's go to Ezekiel 31 Ezekiel 31 Ezekiel 31 and I'm going to put your attention upon verses number 3 and verses number 6 but let me go to verse number two i I'll go to verse number 2 so that this can make sense to you if it take too long it's on the screen. Let's roll I bless God for your diligence. Amen. Verse number two says this. Son of man, speak unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his multitude, whom art thou like thy greatness. So here is the power, oh my God, of how this thing works. This is why we have to first of all be broken out of church captivity. It's 31 and 1. After we we have to be broken out of church captivity, the church has done such a marvelous job of putting you in a box that God never put you in. The church has done a marvelous job of putting you inside of a box that God never assigned for you to be in because they told you that you're gonna look this way you got to smell this way your hair got to be this way your makeup got to be this way your lashes got to be this way your stockings got to be this way if you prophesy you must stand 2.5 meters away from the man or the woman that you're prophesying all these rules and all of these regulations that we've created has hindered us from being in a position well, we can understand what this says God is speaking favor over Pharaoh Pharaoh was an enemy king but God spoke favor over him why did God speak favor over him? because what God needs is when he speaks favor over the wicked oh my God that he needs a righteous one to go in and counsel the wicked so that you then can be a partaker of the favor that he spoke over the wicked. You trying to run from the wicked, and God needs you to run to the wicked. he said it like this he said the children of darkness are more wiser than the children of light and ultimately what that means is this they know the system that you're trying to overcome so if you get into favor with them you don't succumb to their ways you just learn the system from them what took them 20 years to learn you can learn in five conversations so if you learn the ways then you got the power that's on the inside of you to overcome the system Come on niggas name and say you an overcomer. You are supposed to overcome systems. You're supposed to overcome structures. You're supposed to overcome sectors. I need a people who are in this room who are hungry for the overcoming power. I'm sick of being status quo. I'm sick of fitting in your box. I'm sick of doing the things that you tell me to do. I've got overcoming in me. I've got power to overcome. I've got vision to overcome. I've got understanding to overcome. And this is my time to sit to you and begin to overcome. Verse number three says this. Behold, the Assyrian was in Cedar, was a cedar in Lebanon with fair branches. This is verse number three. And with a shadowing shroud and of a high stature, and his top was among the thick bows. Verse number six. All the fowls of heaven made their nest in his bows. And under his branches did all the beasts of the field bring forth their young. This helps us to understand. Let's be literal. So this basically is a picture of a tree. And this tree is providing shelter. is providing necessities of life for the animals that are out in the wilderness. So this now tree is connected to Pharaoh. And what God is saying about Pharaoh is that the great power of Pharaoh has the ability to cover all who are in the wilderness. He spoke that over a wicked king. Can I help you? Can I help you? Get your mouth off of Trump. I need you to stop stressing your heart out for this man. If God could speak blessings over this wicked king, how much more would he speak over Trump? See, because he can use the wicked, oh my God, to get what he wants to get done. See, because you wouldn't listen to the righteous, you had to be pushed into by the wickedness of a man who ain't concerned about you. come on look at you know everybody say he's God's anointed. I know CNN tell you this I know Don Lemon tell you that I know Anderson Cooper tells you this I know they tell you Wolf Blitzer tell you all this stuff about what's wrong with him but has anyone asked what's wrong with them what's going on in Wolf Blitzer's life that gives him the power and the authority to speak negativity over a king that he didn't put in position come on say God did it I don't care what political race you are. God did it. The Bible says that I raise up and I take down. He did it. Your vote didn't do it. Oh my God. God did it. And the quicker you can get to that reality, you would understand why you've been fussing at Trump. If you look at the stock market, oh my God. He has created a way for you to make money for yourself, but you're worried about whether or not he wants this to happen, and whether or not he wants social security. I don't care what happened with social security. Just tell me how to make some money, and I'm gonna put my money where it's supposed to be, so when you leave, I take my money out, and I'll become rich in the process. Y'all better let Sanford Bishop stop telling you all this stuff. Because Sanford Bishop is having private conversations. Oh my God. Trust me. Trust me, he is. Can I go deeper? So now, let's go to two more and let me get out of here. Genesis 40. Genesis 40. See, this is what we got to begin to raise up. The reason as to why we don't have people from the church who have the power. And I'm not saying that I agree with his ways, but I understand the order of God. And because I understand the order of God, I can cry out against and still benefit at the same time. Oh my God. He told Jeremiah when Jeremiah was in the lost kingdom. He said, Jeremiah, I want you to build houses there. I want you to take up the people there. I want you to begin to plant fields there. Because while you're there in captivity, I don't want you to be sitting there waiting for the by and by until I come and deliver you. I want you to understand that I've put you in a position where you can benefit from it now. I will never be on do see any in a day of my life. It's okay. I promise you I'm good. Genesis 40. Let me show you this so we can get out of here. Genesis 40. So now I want you to understand how this branch system works, okay? Genesis 40, and we're still talking about Joseph, but I want to show you this in a different context. So now Joseph is the interpreter of a dream. So on verse number 10, he says this. And in the vine were three branches. And it was as though it was budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. So now this is a picture of abundance, say abundance, and prosperity. So what you must understand is that because of the branch who is Jesus Christ, you now become beneficiary of certain things that are not supposed to come to you. This is why in John 15, he says this, abide in me and you will begin to produce what? Much fruit. So here's the principle of how this thing works. When you are abiding in the branch, who is Jesus Christ, you can only bring forth prosperity. If you are not bringing forth prosperity, check the branch connection. And we ain't just talking about money. We're talking about health. We're talking about mental stability. We're talking about emotions. We're talking about our wealth with your family. We're talking about prosperity in all areas. It's the branch that you've got to be connected to. Let me run through this. So Psalms 80. Let's go quickly. Psalms 80. Psalms 80. I'm almost done. Psalms 80. Let me get through this. Psalms 80. You're going to get this word. Hallelujah. Psalms 80. Let me make sure that you understand this. Because I want you to leave here being attached to the branch. Verse number 8 in Psalms 8, it says this. This division of Psalms says this. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou has cast out of the heathen and planted it thou preparest room before it and didst cause it to take deep root and it filled the land. Verse number 10. The hills were covered with the shadow of it and the bows thereof were like godly cedars. Goodly cedars. So here's the thing that I want you to understand. I want you to understand what it says in that last verse. Verse number 10. Verse number 10 says and the hills were covered. Say covered. What I want you to understand is this. Your ideas because you are connected to the branch your ideas are supposed to overtake sectors listen to me enough with the Jesus love me yes I know church your ideas when you are connected to the branch is supposed to overcome sectors why do you think God is talking to you about what he's talking to you about he's talking to you because the assignment upon you is to ensure that you've got the ideology and the perspective necessary to overcome sectors not fit in. You are to cover them, which means they are supposed to be under your shadow. Touch your neighbor and say, change the game. You are the responsible one who God is talking to. I'm talking to you. You are the one that God is talking to. God ain't talking to the people who are above you anymore. Let me help you understand this because if he was talking to them he wouldn't be talking to you. you. You're not getting what I'm saying to you. You're still trying to depend upon something that he stopped talking to. He did stop talking to them. That's why now he's talking to you and it's your responsibility to take what he gives you and overshadow what already exists. Is this too much? You need to understand the power of the branch. So now let me get gospel for you. The power of the branch says this. In the book of Isaiah, he says that this branch will come out of the room of Jesse or out of the family of Jesse. So what he begins to do is this. He begins to break down. Put that on the screen so we can read it. Put Isaiah 11 and 1 on the screen because I want you to see what he says and how you are divinely connected to this branch. So when we look at what this branch is going to represent, I need for you to understand this. You are the replica of what's being produced from the original. Let's read this. Verse number one says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his roots. So here's the first thing that I want you to understand. One principle that you must gravitate towards. It is important to recognize who or what is feeding you. Because you can only grow out what's being deposited in. He says, out of the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots. Let's keep going. Verse number two says this, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon who? Him. Who is him? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The branch. He ain't talking about the Savior now. He is categorizing him as the branch. And the branch shall have the spirit of the Lord upon him. Not the Savior. The savior, listen to me, did not need the same type of empowerment that the branch needs. Because the responsibility of the branch is to take who you are, fit you into what already exists, and make you be like what he is releasing. The savior don't need to fit you in the nowhere. The savior just dies and resurrects. But the branch needs a special empowerment to take your life and fit it into something that first of all your nature does not want. And then train it to align itself to the same ecosystem that it is produced by. Look at what he says. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So if this is in the branch and then John 15 says abide in me and I will abide in you, then what Christ is trying to do is extend this to you. Is this making sense? He's trying to take all of these spirits. The prophetic realm calls this the seven spirits of God. And he's trying to take these spirits and put them upon you. Why? So that you can fit in? Say overtake the power of these spirits is not for you to fit into something that already exists Christ did not fit into anything that already existed he created what he wanted other people to fit in say you a builder you a a creator you an innovator and here's the power when you are connected to the branch your power rests in the connection you need wisdom you need understanding you need counsel, you need might, and you need knowledge and you need the fear of the Lord to rest upon you and when those things are resting upon you baby, get ready, because now it is your time to create a system that has never been created before, it is time for you to create a building that's never been built before, it is time for you to create a sector that's never been created before, it is your assignment to build Listen to this. I'm through. Listen to this. Let me help you. The only thing that we know about empowerment is that the Holy Spirit rests in me. We know that. But not only does he rest in you, he rests upon you. If you ask for. Listen to me closely. Because I'm about to break through some walls. And I challenge you not to put your wall up. Because I sense it all over this room now. Because you've gotten vulnerable. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. I need for you to understand this. You are not a builder for what you see. You are a builder for what does not yet exist. Listen to me. The warfare, the mental attacks, the resistance from creation, all of these things are present. Not so that you can just sing the song over and over, oh, by and by, I'm going to know about it. No, 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 no. By and by, when we die, we'll deal with that. But Christ says, occupy now. So here is your responsibility, and I'm done. Your responsibility is to build something that no one even knows that they need yet. oh my god i need you to hear me this is why he's talking to you you think he's talking to you just to prove that he's god he don't need your affirmation to prove to him that he's god he don't need for you to utter out of your mouth you are the wise god he don't need that he is fully assured within himself but he comes to you and here's the powerful part about it he ain't waiting for you to get right to come to you listen to me. You thought you were disqualified because you didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. I don't do this. I don't go here. I don't go there. And he is not concerned about that. He ain't concerned about that. If he was, he wouldn't be talking to you. One of the things I want you to understand about this God that we serve is this God that we serve, you will never, listen to me, you will never get The point where you are fully ready to do what he has called for you to do, and the excuse that we always use I ain't ready, I ain't ready, I ain't ready, I still got this going on, I ain't ready, I still got that going on, I ain't ready, I don't know, I ain't ready. You must understand the power of the branch, the branch is an extension. To give you what you cannot give yourself. Isaiah, God calls Christ the branch. Christ in John says, you are the branches. So let me show you how this works and we're going to get out of here. Come on, Pastor. Let me show you how this works. Come on, Brother Butler. Let me show you how this works. I'm going to give you a visual picture. I've been in the classroom too long. It's in my head now. I can't just do auditory. I got to do visual learning. So let me help you to understand how this works so that you can see how this thing is accomplished. I'm going to make the word become real. So this is what he says. In Isaiah, he says, you are the branch. Say branch. branch. This is Christ. You are the branch, Christ. I'm going to release you into the earth. Those seven spirits that were upon on that board, I'm going to put them upon you. Counsel, might, fear, all wisdom, all of these spirits, I'm going to put upon you. When I send you into the earth, I'm sending you as an extension of me. Go to the table, go to the table. Right over there. You're an extension of me right there. So now you're the branch because you're coming from me. You're giving them something to connect to that otherwise they would not be able to get to me. Is it making sense so far? So now, come on, brother. Come on, brother. Real quickly, real quickly. So, I gotta move. I gotta move. somebody right here. So now, this is God. This is God right here. This is God, and with God, now come on up here, God. Come on up here. Now he's connected. God is connected to Christ. He's connected to Christ. He says, you are an extension of me in the earth. I can't go in the earth because I ain't got no body. I'll be legally trespassing if I go into the earth without a body. So I'm going to send you into the earth. I'm the source. You're the branch. Hmm. So what I'm going to do when I get you there, I'm going to make you me. You are going to be me in the earth. So now you have my power to be where I can't be in the earth. Now you're the you're the vine. Now you're the power source. And so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring you, the people, to connect with the now vine. And now you become the branch. Your assignment is to do exactly what I told Christ to do before I put him in the earth. So your job now is to take what he teaches you because you got to remember he only says what he hear the father says. He only does what he hears the father do. So this is his responsibility. So now I'm going to teach him. His job is to teach you. So now you become the vine, you become the branch, and now it is your responsibility to let your vine stretch and overcome the world. Come on, see I need some room to stretch. Come on, I need some room to stretch. God is about to stretch you God is about to enlarge you God is about to make your branches grow out He needs you to stretch He needs you to go powerful He needs you to go deeper Come on, say stretch! Come on, say stretch! 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 Stretch. Come on, stretch it out Come on, stretch it out Come on, I'm getting ready to stretch! I'm going to stretch. I'm not confined to this. I'm stretching my way out. I'm pulling my way out. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. You are being stretched. You're frustrated. You're angry. You can't find your way. It's because God is taking what he put in Christ. He's stretching it out in you. Stop trying. Stop trying to do what he didn't do. Listen to me. Stop wasting time doing what he never did. He was never fearful. He was never afraid. And he never fit into the boxes that they, he tried, they tried. They tried. Even on his death moment, they tried. Pontius Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? what they're trying to do, fit him into an earthly king box. He said, no, 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 no. He says, if my kingdom was of this world, the angels would come and fight for me. He said, no, I'm not from here and you're not going to make me be from here because what's in me that comes from the Father and come from the earth the spirit of counsel didn't come from you the spirit of might didn't come from you the power that I need to be who I'm assigned to be did not come from you so why do you continue to make it fit into what he didn't build come on touch yourself and say I'm building I'm stretching You're never going to fit in. You're never going to fit in. You are never going to fit in. You're never going to fit in. Ever. You ain't going to never fit in. You're going to always be different. And it's going to be harder and harder to find circles who you can talk to because they don't experience you are seeing things that they don't even know they need yet am I talking to anybody in this room come on don't be ashamed I'm talking about seriously he's showing you stuff he's talking to you about stuff that they don't even know they need you are a builder how can we connect this He told Noah, Noah, it's going to rain, brother. The people that were on the earth had no idea that what was coming was coming. And Noah was building something that they did not even recognize they needed. What are you holding back on? That you know you're called to build. But because people don't even know they need it, you don't see the significance of it. God has talked to some of you about so many dreams and so many things that you are supposed to develop but you're waiting and what you do is you connect and you make supplements and the supplements make you bow down to a level that he didn't call for you to be on. And the only one that's frustrated is you because you're the one he's talking to about what they need. Let's turn to feet all over this room.